this out. Well, hello and welcome to a special edition of our Foundations podcast. Pastor Paul is here with me. Good afternoon, Pastor Paul. Good evening, Steve. Oh, it's evening. No, oh, it's yeah, it is. Evening. Well, is it? Well, it looks like about five twenty. Okay, yeah, it the is. The weather looks bad. The weather, yeah, we got some thunder come rolling <laughs> in here. No rain. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway, well, what, what we're going to do today. And while we're coming up with a special uh, podcast is we're just doing a follow-up from this abortion issue. Now, as many of you know, and it's all over the country, you can, you can find it on the news if you want, um, that the Supreme Court of the United States has overturned Roe versus Wade. Now, Pastor, do we see that as a positive thing? Uh, I see it a very, very positive and uh, it's been a long fight, and uh, this is one of those fifty hot years. Of yeah, it, and, yeah. And for me, it's been over thirty, and uh, well, closer to forty. And if there's been any topic that I've ever had to address from Scripture uh, on the on the issue of abor- uh, on on the issue of abortion, it's this has been one of the more controversial ones. And you would you wouldn't think in the church we would have problems with Scripture, but uh, well, that's the way it is. Yeah, we we seem to be seeing that in many places. Um, so let's. I tell you what. Why don't? Could you read that scripture verse out of Psalms? I believe it's out of Psalms that we're uh, talking about that uh, God supports life. Yeah, Psalm uh, one thirty nine, and uh, and and this is David, and uh, and here in verse thirteen he said, "For you formed my inward parts; you covered me in my mother's womb." And I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret, mm-hmm. and 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 skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. And of course, there he's talking about his, you know, when he was, uh, you know, in his mother's womb. Yeah. And then he goes on and says, "Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed." And in your book, they were all written, the days fashioned for me, when as yet there were none of them. So that, that talks about when he was being formed or not even fully formed, yes. God was interacting. I mean, God had his eye on him and God. So, okay, so we know from this scripture and from others uh, that God supports having a, a baby's not being murdered, <laughs> bottom line. And that actually the thing is, is that if you take a life when it is in the womb, you have committed murder. Yes, I mean, 
uh, not just this scripture, uh, our original broadcast over this on abortion, we looked yes. at numerous scripture, and, and the point here is not to go over all of that no, again, no. Uh, but it's obvious, uh, not just from the Psalms, but also Jeremiah, Isaiah spoke to these issues, mm -hmm. um, and that is that all life begins at conception. Yes. In fact, not not only does the Bible purport, uh, you know, purport that, but there can be no life. Uh, there can be no baby. There can be no birth whatsoever mm -hmm. unless there is conception. Yes. And so Scripture supports the ideal that, well, not the ideal, it just it supports the truth that that's where life begins. Yes. And, uh, and, and so that's why we look at it and say any, any abortion, for whatever reason, uh, is, is murder. And, yes. And, and God has something You're to say You're taking the murder. life of a viable human being. Yes. It's an image bearer of God. Yes. And, uh, and, uh, and so, you know, when, when you, you look at scripture to define how, what you believe about abortion, mm then this this makes it very simple yes. on how we respond to it. You know, so the questions are, well, is abortion wrong under the circumstances? Abortion is wrong under any, any circumstances. Yeah. And and I realize there can be tragedy. I understand yes. that people can have negative things. Yes. People can be raped. We can have incest. We can have horrible things. Nobody's suggesting that that's not that those can that, that might be a problem. But what we're saying is to murder the unborn child is not the solution for those issues. No, it is. It isn't. And, and what you said, Steve, earlier, and I think it's true. You can't tell me that over 63 million aborted babies were all the product of rape and incest. No, you can't. No, and and uh, you know, and uh, another thing, we're kind of summarizing a little bit of what we had talked about in our podcast on America or uh, uh, abortion, America's dark idol, a few weeks ago. Now, the thing here is, is that any negotiation, anything after. What God, God, the Bible is clear that God believes that it's murder and God holds the sanctity of life. Anything above not doing it is a negotiation with sin. Yes, it is. And we're obviously we're, we're recording this in Georgetown, Texas. Yes. And, um, and, and so we'll speak to our state. We have a heartbeat law. Yes. And, uh, and a lot of people real happy when we, uh, you know, made that a, a law in here in the state. In other words, yeah. you, can't have a, you cannot have an abortion until there's a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember right offhand, you know, how many weeks pregnant you are. But you, you're pregnant for a little while. Before yeah, then. before. Yeah. And, uh, and so you can't have that in Texas. And, and, and people have been screaming about that for quite some time. Mm -hmm. and, and while I was happy that there was a heartbeat law... The problem I have with it is that it says before there's a heartbeat, you can have an abortion. Yes. And that is a compromise with, with sin. Yes. And, uh, and, and, and we don't need to be doing those kind of things. I mean, we have to look at this the way God looks at it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I don't know how. I, I, I really just, you know, I have no concept how a Christian, especially a minister of the gospel, uh, that knows God's word could mm -hmm. ever argue that any abortion would be holy. No. And that God would be good with it. No. And not from scripture. No. 
And but you see, okay, in our in the, coming from that, we take a look at many leaders in the church, many Christians, uh, and especially politicians. They hem and haw when it comes to this particular subject. Yes, they do. And uh, we were talking, I think a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Christian television, that we have uh, one very well-known large megachurch pastor when asked the question about abortion was him and Han. When he was asked the question about um, gay marriage, he was him and Han. And we, we just said, well, you know, you know, they don't want to get into the politics of this thing. Now, as a minister of the gospel, pastor, as a Christian that holds to the Bible as the word of God, should, uh, is it acceptable? No, no, it's not. You know, and someone said, well, that's just your interpretation. Well, I mean, I guess everything is a person's interpretation of the scripture, mm -hmm. but I don't think you can look at Psalm 139. And like I said, this is just one among many. Yes. But I don't think you can look at those verses and what David said and, and draw any other conclusion to what he's talking about. Yes. And uh, yeah, so, you know, we use those words hermeneutics, yeah. you know, the science of, uh, of studying scripture. And mm -hmm. if you look at that in its context, it's very obvious what he's talking about. And, uh, and so God views the unborn as a viable life. Yeah. And uh, as, as a result, that's how we should look at it. Mm -hmm. And that should be the consistent message of the church. Unfortunately, it's not. Yeah. It's not the consistent message of believers. I know, you know, uh, we are an Assembly of God church, but I can tell you not all Assembly of God church people view it this way. Yeah. And, uh, and I know, I've pastored some of the people that... Where, where do you think life. that that kind of stuff comes from? Is it that we, are, we want to make... We don't want to ruffle the feathers of those in the... Uh, out, or uh, we, we feel that people won't come to our church or they won't uh, listen to us or, you know, if we don't compromise. I don't know what it would be in everybody, but I, but I think in some ways... You know, everyone wants to be needed. Everybody wants to be wanted. They, they want to feel like they're important. They yeah. don't want to be rejected. They, sure. I mean, you know, nobody. Well, put this way, nobody. Most people don't like controversy. I mean, we don't like it. We no. unfortunately we are thrust into it by yes. the nature of what we do. But, yes. But it's not like we're all biting at the bits today to say, "Wow, let's let's look at Roe versus Wade. Isn't this going to be fun? Yeah. But it's necessary. And the reason it's necessary is because we want to protect as many unborn lives as we can. Sure. And we also want to protect the mothers who are going to be scarred up with this after yes. they do this. And that's a nasty little story that nobody talks about. Mm -hmm. and, and, and not only that, we're going to stand before a holy God one day. Yes. And uh, so I don't, I don't understand how anyone can look at scripture and have what we call a verbal plenary understanding uh, of inspiration yeah. and could come up with any other concept that abortion is, isn't murder. In other words, the her hermeneutics of this is it's clear. Yeah. It's quite and, clear. Uh, yeah. What Exodus it's, it's uh, 20, uh, 13, you shall not commit murder. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's, or you shall not murder. I should say. Yeah. Uh, 
Genesis 9, Noah getting off the boat, what's one of the first things he said? Any man that sheds innocent blood, his blood shall be required by man. Yes. And I mean, God got serious about this stuff. Now, and, uh, now uh, let's go a little bit further. We're, we're, we're going to probably be a little bit sh shorter on our broadcast today, but I want to get to the heart of the the matter. Why? Okay. After this particular ruling occurred, there has been some crazy stuff going on. You will look at it in the media and all that. Of course, there's been protests. We understand that. But we, we, talk, uh, we talk about people uh, threatening other lives and, and uh, people's lives, you know, about this. And people, uh, one, one, one senator, and this is the one that has kind of got to me, one senator has been pushing on President Biden to declare a national emergency. I mean, the same kind of emergency that would be called if somebody was going to lodge a nuclear attack on America. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, the, the lunacy of all of this. And, and, what, and what we talked about when we talked about abortion a couple of weeks ago is that there is a bloodlust in this country. Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, the ideal, the, the, we're no different than Rome. Human nature has not changed. No. In Rome, in the Colosseum, they had... Uh, they had uh, animals that they would release, half-starved, to kill Christians yeah. and other people of the state that they don't like. Uh, they had gladiators that would fight to the death. Fight to the death. And you know, and... and, and, and they got know. the Christians in there and wanted yeah. to kill them and yeah. have the lions tear them up. And... Yeah, it, it, you know, so how could... you know? And by the way, Rome was considered fairly civilized compared to most of the world. Wow. But bloodlust is just what it is. And then, and then of course, you can go back in Scripture... And uh, there can be uh, idolatry involved, such as yes. sacrificing your children to Baal or to Moloch. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Leviticus 18 deals with that in the terms of toy Yeah. And, uh, you know, you're heating up a statue that has its arms open and you put a, a Put baby the baby in there until in it there. disintegrates right uh, before you know, your eyes. And, yeah. Uh, but there's a bloodlust. But you and I also talked about something and you can kind of bring this yeah, up. And I, what is I, the I, real issue? We need to get down to the honesty. You see, the thing here is is that we, we him and ha, there's so much him and hawing about this. Let's get down to the base of why they want, why people want abortion so much. What is the, what is at the heart? What is the, what I call, the, well, we, we call the a priori or the beginning base of this particular desire and if, if we really look at it it's sexual sin exactly it is that is exactly what it is and it's no no wonder uh, when you look into the New Testament and especially at the Apostle Paul you know he wrote you know roughly 14 letters or yeah. 13 depending on how you want to look at the Hebrews yeah but um, I think there's eight, if I remember, there's eight or nine vice lists. And what we mean by that, sins of the flesh. And mm -hmm. by the way, he's writing to Christians. He's writing to churches. Yeah. And, and one of the more famous ones is in Galatians chapter five. And notice how it starts. And this one is very similar to every other vice list. Okay. This is the most extensive one. And then he says, now the works of the flesh are evident. They are adultery, fornication, uncleanness lewdness that's all sexual sin that's all sexual sin 
Every, every, every part of that is sexual sin. Okay. By the way, the word uh, fornication, a better word is pornea. Yeah. And that applies to a whole lot of sexual sin. Um, and then he goes on to say idolatry, sorcery, hatred, uh, contentions, jealousies, outbirth of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelies, and the like. In other words, it wasn't an exhaustive list. Mm-hmm. But but notice how he categorizes some of these things. He breaks them up into different categories. You have sexual sin, and that's almost always what he deals with first. Yes. And then he deals with the issue of uh, uh, idolatry or witchcraft, and then he gets into certain uh, issues that you would call pride and and rebellion in the heart and uh well you know one thing i did hear uh in in that list was selfish ambition yeah selfish ambitions selfish ambitions i today i was reading an article in the news and it was about uh a well-known actress who was giving her rendition of when she had an abortion and she basically said it was either him or her, or the the child or me, and uh, and I chose me. Yeah. Selfish so, ambitions. Yeah, selfish ambitions. Uh, it's my know, body, Pastor. Yeah, yeah, my body, my my choice. And you know, in the in the sad thing about that is is that I honestly do believe that there are people deceived about this, mm-hmm. and, uh, and and may not really really know what's going on. I don't know how to technically in you know advanced society with all the different ways that we can look at the unborn in a mother in a mother's wound i don't know how anyone can be ignorant of this but there are people that are yes uh, because they don't want to look they don't you know it's kind of like that little poster of my my board over there i want to believe there's some people who don't they yeah. don't want to know they don't want to they don't want to well, feel that guilt and the shame yeah well the thing is is that if you get rid of god you, you if you're an atheist or whatever you want to call it agnostic atheist and you say there is no god so the word of god has no bearing so i can do whatever i want and i have no standards that i have to be forced to face right and there i can live the way i want to now the the uh, you know and when we look at the heart of this is sexual immorality in this country, people are, and I'm sorry, and, uh, and I'm not just saying that the, the men are just, uh, they contribute to this uh, 100%, but the women want to be able to be promiscuous and to sleep with anybody else or whatever, and but they don't want the consequences of it. Yeah. They don't want to have to deal with the responsibility of their sexual acts or whatever they're doing well you know the 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 obvious solution to all of this and and i'm going to view this from a non-christian standpoint okay and uh not because my 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 basis of faith is not non-christian but just from Mm -hmm. a secular standpoint how do you avoid abortions quit having sex with people that you don't want to have babies with yes wouldn't that solve it i mean use contraceptives you have things that you can use to keep from getting pregnant. So mm-hmm. this sexual lust that we're talking about, mm-hmm. it's not like that there isn't things that can be done to keep from getting pregnant. Yeah. It's there is the overriding lust that says, I'm going to do what I'm going to do no matter what. And, uh, of course, we, we've talked about how that this has been... Um, 
talked about it in the last days that we're going to see this kind of activity. Uh, one of the things you're saying about um, uh, preventing things, um, and I'm just reading an article, the, the title of it, I'll just read the title. It says, SCOTUS Abortion Dec- Decision Prompts an Increase in Requests for Vasectomies and Getting Tubes Tied. Yeah. In other words, to me, if you just read that and they're so upset about it, they were using abortion as birth control. Yeah, and, and that just shows you the lust of it. And, uh, and you know, and once again, what should be the message of the church? Well, we should be preaching the gospel that all men repent mm-hmm. and, and come under the lordship of Jesus Christ. And we live according to the way he has given us to live in the word. That's part of our sanctification. That's discipleship. Mm -hmm. That's why we teach these things. And why do we say these things? Because if people do not repent, they do not uh, turn their life over to Jesus and come under his lordship. Mm -hmm. Then basically they're going to die one day and they're going to go to hell. That's that's it's eternity. And we don't say that because we want that to happen. No. We say, we say that because that's what God says. Yeah. We want people to spend eternity with God. We yes. want people to be right with the Lord, and uh, and, and you know, and, and, and I feel bad. I really do. I feel bad for a lot of believers, not just here in our country, the United States, but all the all over the world. Mm-hmm. And you have preachers that excuse sin. They sanctify what God says is unholy. And, and, and many people put their trust in these people. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, if you're going to a church where your pastor says that abortion is okay under certain circumstances, get out of that yeah, church. get out of that. That man that, does not know no. God. The word of God is not in his mouth, as the yes. Bible clearly uh, uh, states. Yeah, you can't yeah. say you love God and hate your brother. You're a liar. Yes. And if you say you love God and you're willing to sanction or condone killing the unborn, you are not a man of God, you are not a believer, and you are a liar. That's what God said. Yes. Yes. Now that's plain. That's plain and it's very clear. The message should be the same. Yes. That abortion is murder. And that doesn't mean we don't help people to get pregnant Mm -hmm. and maybe we have the unwanted pregnancy. We get that. We have in the past and we still would help today with people that get pregnant and maybe they're not married. Sure, we're going to help. We we want to help. Yes. And we do. And so we're not trying to condemn anybody that's done mm-hmm. something wrong. But what we are saying, abortion is not the solution no. to sexual sin. No, it's not. And uh, we, we were talking a little earlier. Uh, uh, JP was giving us the information here that 26 states... Have uh, the in this decision, and now the 26 states are having are going to be um, what's the term uh, banning or severely restricting abortion rights. Yeah, hopefully the banning is the majority. Yes, uh, but you know, and, uh, and and this was also something that we talked about. That I don't think we've said anything about this, but it would be good to say Roe versus Wade did not get rid of abortion. No. All it did is get rid of a bad Supreme Court decision in 1973. Yes. This should have happened 49 years ago. Yeah. Uh, and I, there's reasons why it didn't. Well, and, I think uh, we ha- we have another 
example in most in more recent history with President Obama, who many states were legalizing gay marriage. Yes. And then what he did was he wanted to trip the trigger and say, from the federal standpoint, and have them approve gay mar- gay marriage all over the states. This, you know, and the thing when I look at that, I look at the government wanted to be a dictatorial type of entity, well, rather than telling the states what they're going to do. And also, I mean. Uh, and this gets back to, into to law and what what becomes a law. Uh, mm-hmm. And if I if my history doesn't uh, doesn't fail me here, I don't believe that same sex marriage came as a result of a bill submitted to Congress, running through the Senate, and signed by the president. Now I may be wrong about that, but mm-hmm. I think that it was. Uh, I think the was president an made an executive decision. It was executive order, order. but that yeah. was but it was the Supreme Court. Yeah, that did the same thing in that matter that they did to abortion, and uh, and the Supreme Court does not have the right to make laws. No, their only their only uh, uh, thing they should be doing. In fact, every decision they've ever made that wasn't the result of a bill that goes through Congress and signed by the president should be just done away with. Yeah. Because the purpose of the Supreme Court is to interpret Interpret the law. So if a law comes through and they see it as unconstitutional, they can do something about it. And by the way, the Supreme Court has done that. Yes. They did that with President Obama. They did that with President Trump. Yes, they did. Yes, they've done. And so they've been very consistent with that. That's what the Supreme Court is for. Yeah. It's not to sit there and mandate everyone else that we're going to have to do it. So when we're, we're, this, all the Supreme Court did is say, okay, this was unconstitutional. They got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then it allows individual states to make their decisions about whether they're going to allow abortion. It, it didn't get rid of it. It didn't get rid of it. It didn't ban it. It didn't make it murder. No. All it did was just make the state make the decision on it. Yeah. And so apparently 26 states have already uh, done some form of a ban or they've restricted it. And I don't know yeah. what that means. And and it, it could mean a, you know, a variety of things. But the, the thing here is, is that as a Christian, and I'm just kind of taking a look at that clock, as a Christian, we're, some of us Christians are going to be living in states that actually have bans on abortion. Some of us are going to be living in states that don't have bans on abortion. Now, how should we as Christians, uh, you know, what is our responsibility? What do you feel that God feels our responsibility is in this? Div- I mean, there's going to, it almost like, almost split it down the half there. We got 26. We got what, 50, 51 states now? Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. And so we're splitting it down the half mark. So as Christians, what do you feel that God feels that our responsibility and our response should be well, to think, the abortion issue? Well, I think we have a consistent message. And uh, and that means that on premium, uh, you know, Sunday services, uh, you know, this could be a matter of a Sunday school discussion. Sure. Uh, I think there needs to be a consistent message that says abortion is murder. 
Yes. And we present the scriptures that show that life begins at conception. Mm-hmm. So anything that tries to terminate that life is murder. Yes. And I think we make that as a consistent message to everyone. And what that does is it just takes the confusion out of it. Yes. I mean, I mean, that's. And I think that's what we have a lot of confusion today. And that's going on. I mean, you read the news. I mean, it's it's crazy, and there's a lot of a lot of people believing that the the end of the world has come now that this decision has been made. Um, even though that it's been thrown back to the states, they still can't comprehend that. Well, yeah. Well, it, it, here's another way to say it. You have a heartbeat law here. I don't think Texas has banned abortions. No. And I'm going to probably say something that might irritate some conservatives. I'd be shocked if we did. I hope we do. I yes. want. I just don't have that much confidence in Governor Abbott to do that. Yeah. Um, maybe he will. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening, Governor Abbott, you should. You should. From a moral and a biblical standpoint. Yeah. But if but if, it does, if it's not banned and we just keep the heartbeat law, which is a compromise with sin, mm-hmm. and uh, and we do that, then if you are a woman living in this state and you want to have an abortion. Uh, and you you don't care what scripture says. You're just going to do it because you're going to do it. Uh, you can go to New Mexico. They'll kill your baby for you. Yeah. And, and I know that's a hard way to say it. That's true, that's though. That's what they'll that's do. That's the truth. You see, the government in, in, in the, that's running New, New Mexico, uh, it, 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 the, 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 they're evil. Yes. There's no other way. They stand for things that uh, that are completely unbiblical and that God would judge harshly. Yeah. So, and frankly, I believe that, you know, as if I'm a leader in this country and I'm, I'm, uh, putting my support behind murdering children, unborn babies, they're going to, I'm going to end up having to answer to God for this. This, this, you know, you, you may think that you're getting away with it today, but there is an eternal God and there is a God in heaven that will deal with you yes and uh and and, you know and once again um it's easy to to get caught up in the everyday uh point of living Mm -hmm. you know you go to you go to a job you earn money you take care of your family you know you do all these things but all this is going to end yes and there's going to be a day where everyone's going to stand before god yes and they're going to give an account for what they did in this life and whether it's good or bad Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, I, I can, I can assure you right now that there will be no murderers in heaven. That's what the Bible says. Now, There's no not, murderers well, in heaven. It, it, I mean, active murderers is yeah. what we're talking about. Yes. I understand God may forgive. Paul considered himself yes. a murderer. God forgave him. So make sure everybody understands what we're talking yes. about. And, uh, and so there'll, there'll be no active murderers in heaven. And so we're not just ragging on when. I'm talking about the doctors that do these kinds yes, of things. Yes, the doctors. And they're the ones that, the nurses that assist, the hospitals and the clinics that allow these things to happen. You know, you're, you know if you're somebody listening to this, or if you're a Christian or, or anyone who's listening to this, and you're saying, well, I believe that we ought to be pro-choice. Well, you just call it what it is. It's pro-death. Yeah. Pro-murder is what it is. Yes. And uh, you'll stand before God one day, and you'll have mm-hmm. to give an account for that. 
And if you don't believe that, it won't change the fact that you're still going to stand before God. Yeah, and say, well, I don't choose to believe that. Well, I'm going to tell you what, you don't care if you choose to believe it or not. The truth is the truth. Right. And and and, and uh, whether you want to believe it or not. Now, I do want to kind of reach out and say, if, if, if a woman has had an abortion, she's come to Christ, she's come to God, she's asked forgiveness from God. God has forgiven her of that sin. Sure he has. Just like he would forgive any one of any sin. Yes. Yeah, we're not yes. saying it's the unforgivable sin. No, 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 no. Well, well I'll tell you what, you hear some, uh, when you hear some <laughs> of the ones, I mean, even from the religious standpoint or from the church or Christian standpoint or the right or whatever, you hear some real, you know, fi uh, I mean, you know, uh, statements like that, that they just cut down. And But God is a forgiving God. Now, the thing here is, though, but you have to repent. You have to turn. Yeah, you have to turn. And uh, and I can tell you that I have, uh, over the years, pastored numerous women uh, that have had abortions. Yeah. But after, that was when they were not living for God. Mm -hmm. They came to Christ and uh, end up getting married, having other children <clears throat> and stuff like that. Well, they repented. They, they did it. In yes. a sense, almost in ignorance, they, they just, they, you know, everyone, when I was a sinner, I wasn't worried about sin. No. I wasn't well, worried about. That's what you about, do. That's yeah, your job. I, I didn't go around feeling sinner. convicted about using yeah. drugs and, yeah. and doing all those other things. Okay. Yeah. I just did what I did. Now, when I met the Lord, I understood that part of my life ended. Yes. Thank God. <laughs> I was going nowhere. Change careers, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so, and that didn't happen yesterday. I want to make sure everybody understands that. Not that it would be a problem if it happened yesterday with someone. But, yes. But I'm just saying, you know, we've walked this out for many, many decades. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but, uh, so what I'm saying, yes, God forgives. Yes. And so if you're a woman and you're listening to this and you've had an abortion, we're not trying to make you feel like you've done the, the unpardonable sin, but we do call you to repentance. Yes. We, we you ask God to forgive you. Submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Yes. Believe that he died for you. Yes. And uh, and, and he will receive you. That's that's, mm -hmm. that's the message of the gospel. And, and, and so, you know, and, yeah. and, and so God is a forgiving God. Of course he is. And this translates, I think, into what the, the way the church should be in this post- Roe versus Wade world that we're going to be, or that we're living in now and that we're going into. Uncharted territory. Uncharted territory. <laughs> the work has just begun. Yeah. The work has just begun. Yes. And uh, the thing is, is that we, as the church, we, we need to be, uh, we need to be preaching the gospel. Yes. I mean, bottom line, we need to be getting the gospel message is that Jesus Christ came and died on the cross of Calvary for our sins, yours and my sins. And that we, as we accept him and as we receive him, we repent of our sins and we ask forgiveness. He comes into our lives and we follow him. And things change. Amen. Things change. We become a new creature. Yeah, you become a new creature. Now, as as for these individuals and these ladies that say, well, what am I going to do? I'm, I got pregnant and... I know I sinned. I know I sinned before God, but what, uh, you know, what am I going to do? Well, the church should be out there to have the solutions yes. to this. Right? And once again, I mean, we, we're here to help uh, anyone mm -hmm. that uh, got pregnant. Maybe you're not married. Maybe you don't have a, a family. We're here for you. 
I mean, and, and even if you do have a family support, we, we want you to be in our church. Yes. We want you to worship God with us. Mm -hmm. and, and so, you know, don't feel like that, you know, you're all out there alone because you're not. And once no. again, as a church here in Georgetown, Texas, we've helped out people like this. We've yes. helped out numerous uh, women like this. Mm -hmm. And we will continue to do this. Yes. And uh, because, you know, while we do call people to repent, our message is the same to the homosexual community, to the community that's involved in witchcraft, and the community that's involved in whatever sexual sin or or, or whatever they're in. Yeah. We call you to repentance. Yes. Come to Jesus Christ. Come under His Lordship. Mm -hmm. And come and, and you know and we want to bring you in the church. Yes. And and, and you, by the way, you can just come the way you are. Yeah. But we'll preach the gospel and you get saved. There you get you right go. with the yeah. Lord. You're yeah. fine. But what I'm saying is. You know, uh, everyone's welcome. Yes. Because we know that the gospel of Jesus Christ changes people. Yeah, it and changes. Paul's famous saying in First Corinthians six, he gives a little vice list there, mm -hmm. and he said, "And such were some of you." Yeah. Such were some of you. Now you're justified. You're sanctified. You're washed. Yes. And so that's the power of the gospel. Yes, and that is the power of the gospel. And uh, we've talked about the part of the gospel before, that it, what it is and what it isn't. But we will uh, we'll probably will in future podcasts. Who knows? But yes, yeah, so th that is the message. We are in a, a crazy time in the world. Um, and Roe versus Wade has been changed, and all the Christians and all that are rejoicing, which is good. But after we're done uh, throwing the party about this, we need to understand that the work has just begun and that uh, there's going to be people out there that need the gospel. And we need to really, as a church, need to get serious about getting that gospel message out to these people. Yes, we do. So, all righty. Well, okay, we're going to wind up and we wanted to bring this kind of special report, this type of thing. Uh, after the Roe versus Wade, we are praying and pray for our country. Pray for uh, uh, that God will uh, have His way in our nation, and and uh, that so that uh, you know some of the craziness will kind of subdue. Uh, but also, like I said, Christians be ready because we we still have a job to do. So God bless you all, and we will see you, uh, well, actually, we'll be talking to you at the end of the week when we talk about Bible translations, and we're going to go into how to pray, uh, what what a good and bad translation and all that. But anyway, tune in on, uh, the, the, on the weekend. We'll have another one out. God bless you all.